$3,000. Imagine what you could do with $3,000. That's what Portage Health Foundation is hoping you will do this spring as part of its small grants program. We have up to $3,000 available for nonprofits and local units of government, including schools, who are trying to improve the health of our community. How? Purchase equipment, make needed improvements to facilities, gain access to training, open up opportunities to new people. The possibilities are endless, and we can't wait to see what your group will do with $3,000. Learn more at phfgive.org. Welcome back to segment two of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You'll find out more about them and what they're about at phfgive.org. Some exciting news about one of the Copper Country's most vibrant, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a charity, but certainly an organization that provides an awful lot of help to people who need it. The Copper Country Angel Mission is going to have a new home, and it's a permanent home, and it's one of their own. And so I thought we would talk a little bit about the mission this morning, what they are about, what they try to do, where they came from, and what they're going to need from you and me as they try to move forward and expand their services. And I welcome into the program uh, Sherry Middlemas-Brown, who is a member of the Board of Directors. Thank you for coming in, Sherry. Well, thank you, Todd, for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it's good to have you here. And gosh, this is exciting news. Let's start with the exciting news. What's happening? Well, we are purchasing a building, and uh, this is something that Copper Country Angel Mission, its own corporation, a 501c3, was established specifically to do. Um, we have been renting buildings or locations for, oh, wow, about uh, 20 years now. Yeah, 20 plus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we finally have a place that we can go to of our own. Um, we haven't closed yet on it, but we're we're getting close to that. Probably sometime in April we'll be closing, I would presume. And um, you know, with renting build uh, places, you don't have a lot of control over the situation. And uh, we needed to have a place where we could have our storage, that we could do our programs, and hopefully where we can eventually expand our services to people. Because you've chased around, you've been in, what, two, three different locations, oh, at I, least that I can remember, in downtown Calumet. That's right. I think um, as long as I've been with uh, with Angel Mission, um, there have been three different locations, and I and they started out actually in the basement, I believe it was, of the Presbyterian Church in Calumet. And then the church, you know, there aren't that many Presbyterians up here, and the church finally okay. closed its doors. They then, I think, moved to the pastor's um, garage, and they were located in the garage for a while, and she finally passed away. But the community would not let Angel Mission die. And so they, um, community members, joined in, and they found a place to rent. And the Presbytery of the Mackinac had a real interest in this mission. It was a great local mission for the Presbytery. And so they started to put some money towards um, Angel Mission that you know could be used towards overhead to rent a spot. And that was the real blossoming of the, of the organization at that point. At that point, it was new beginnings angel mission yes and it was overseen by um uh, portage lake united church which is a combination of presbyterian and congregational and yeah the presbyterian here. thread continued in that manner that's right that's right so we were under that corporation for a while and then we realized you know we need to consider a building of our own if we're ever going to grow 
And so we realized to do that, we needed to have our own corporation that could um, purchase and hold property. And so we, we are still in partnership uh, with the church, but we are our own independent corporation as well. Talking about the early days, let's spend a few minutes uh, discussing a woman who was extremely important to this mission, and she unfortunately passed away recently, uh, Lynn Lanyon. Mm -hmm. What was her contribution to all of this? She was amazing. She truly was the heart and soul of Angel Mission for years. I think she started in about 2005 with Angel Mission, and um, she was a co-manager for many, many years, and we lost her in January. And along with her, we lost a lot of the institutional memory, a lot of the local contacts. She knew everyone. She was amazing. And she knew where to go for help with this or that, you know, and she knew which people needed her help, and she was always there for those Well, and people. she was so associated with this that I began to hear after she passed away, well, you know, the Angel Mission's going to have to shut down now. That's right, and we learned of that rumor as well. And so right away out on the, on the website, I said, no, we're not closing. We, we missed Lynn dearly, but we're still muddling through, even without her, and we'll, we'll continue on. You know, we're learning as we go, though. She had a huge heart for oh. people in the Copper Country, and um, you look at the effect that she had on so many lives through the Angel Mission, and... It's she's really going to be missed. Oh, she is. She's missed. Uh, you know, from the moment that we knew that that we'd lost her, it was like, oh my goodness. You know, our hearts just broke because she was an amazing lady. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit, Sherry. Now, and for those people who may not be familiar with the Angel Mission and all of the different things that it now is involved in, talk to me about what you do. Well, the, the face of the Angel Mission is pretty much the free store. Um, and the free store is just what it sounds like. Everything is free. And it's there not just for people who are in need to come in and shop and take things, but we invite all of the public to come in and shop there and those who can to leave a donation. In this way, we can take those material donations, which are, are you know, huge around here. Um, we can take the material donations and actually transfer that into financial donation uh, that we can use towards our programs then. Now, that's something that I had not thought of. I thought, you know, I, I can afford to buy the things that I need. I would not go to the Angel Mission store because I would not want to take things out of the hands of people who legitimately do need them. But if I can turn that into cash for you, and cash is such a valuable commodity for, <laughs> well, first of all, you have expenses. Yes. Secondly, you have needs, uh, people have needs that don't necessarily get filled through donations from people in the community. So cash enables you to go out and shop and fill those needs. So cash is a good thing. It is. It definitely is. And we have a lot of programs that do require cash. And every month we have people that come to us for gas cards so that they can go to medical um, uh, treatment and such downstate or in Wisconsin. Um, we have people who come up here for a job or something, but they maybe have a lapse in housing until they get their first paycheck, and we try to help them with that. 
Um, you know, we have a lot of those kinds of needs, too, that the only thing that helps there is indeed cash. I know you do some home heating assistance. Yes, we do. And we make sure that people don't have their utilities um, shut off and don't get evicted. You know, we try to help them. We, we first of all try to take care of the immediate need and then try to help them with the long term. How are they going to get out of the situation as well? Sure, because you can help with a few dollars immediately, but you can't, you don't have the resources to sustain somebody through a winter if they can't make their heating bill. You can't cover them for December, January, February, March, and April to keep them from freezing. Some other thing has to happen, I assume. Yes, yes. And some Sometimes we can put them in contact with the right agency that can help them further. Um, but yeah, we are not just uh, deep pockets that, you know, yeah. we, can, we can help everyone with a lot of cash assistance. Talking with Sherry Middlemas Brown, she is a member of the Copper Country Angel Mission Board. The Angel Mission will be moving to a new location, and it's very exciting news to see them having a, a home of their own, really, for the first time in more than 20 years. Uh, let's talk about some of the other things that the Angel Mission does. We always try to promote the Angel Tree program around Christmas time. You serve a lot of families that way. We do. Um, we have served up to, um, I think, as high as 250 families um, by by uh, getting sponsors who will then take, not the name, but the information about each individual child, and they'll go out and buy gifts for that child. Generally, we say two things that they need, and some of these things are as simple as underwear, yeah. T-shirt, yeah. so, stuff like that. Which most kids hate to get for Christmas, <laughs> but let's face it, they're necessary. That's right. That's right. And then we also include at least two things that they want. So they also get the fun gifts under the, the tree as well. And uh, this past um, angel tree season. Lynn pretty much ran that on her own. I gave her a little bit of help with it, as did a couple of other people. But she had um, all of our kids taken care of by the Tuesday before Christmas and, and the gifts out the door. And what a message that is to the kids in those families that, uh, hey, well, th th those kids know things are tough for mom and dad. They do. Somebody cares about us. That's right. And the parents, too. I mean, uh, Lynn said, you know, this is why we do it. And we had parents coming in and picking up the gifts for their kids and breaking into tears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The so, kind of similar program that you have done over the years, Mother's Day and Father's Day. Mm -hmm. I love that concept where you let the kids come into the store. Mom and dad don't get to come in, mm -hmm. but the kids go in and shop for a gift. That's right. We also do that before Christmas when possible. And now we, we kind of shut that down during the pandemic, um, but we will be starting that up again. And it is nice. You know, we get, um, sometimes we'll get estates um, given to us. You know, people just want to clear out grandma's place and, and we'll get new items that are given to us. And so we keep those new packaged items and we have those on hand for the free shopping days for the kids. And it is exciting, you know, they get, the kids get these big smiles on their face because yeah. they're actually doing something for mom and dad that they've never been able to do any other way. Well, and kids understand that concept too, the, the giving concept. Uh, it, I, I've seen so many stories over the years about, uh, about you know, children making sacrifices to get something to give mom and dad because mom and dad are so special to them. Mm -hmm. And it enables them to express that and that just builds family. 
It does. And it's quite empowering for them, too, I think, to know that, that they have a value that they can actually do something for someone else. And, and a certain amount of independence, because mom and dad aren't there. You know, they're not guiding them. They're in there. You know, the kids are in there. And obviously, you have a staff person assisting. Yes, a number of staff people, yeah. Who, who are assisting and, and making sure that things are appropriate and, right. and done right. But it's up to the kids. They're making a, a decision here. Yes, they are. They are. And I should mention, you mentioned staff, but... All of our staff is unpaid staff, volunteers. Sure. And um, so we don't really have a paid group. Our managers do get a tiny, tiny stipend, but it barely um, covers their gas uh, costs for getting help out to people or, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you mentioned that sometimes you get estates. So everything mm-hmm. you get, obviously, is donated by someone from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Suppose I had some stuff I wanted to donate that I thought you could use. How do I go about that? Uh, just bring it on down to the Angel Mission. We're open uh, Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 2. And just bring it on down to the Angel Mission, and we'll be happy to take it. Um, we are. Um, we do sometimes get stuff that is not terribly useful to us. Um, you know, we don't want to to see stained clothing or torn clothing. I was like going to say that this is not a dumpster service. No, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I lived next door to uh, the St. Vincent de Paul store in Lawrence for a number of years and was just stunned at the things that people quote unquote donated. Mm-hmm. That it, you know, things that were broken, clothing that nobody would wear. Uh, don't do that, <laughs> please, because it costs you money to fill your dumpster. Yes. Yes. Uh, make sure that the things that you're donating to any of our charities are things that are of legitimate value. But uh, certainly, you can give to the Copper Country Angel Mission and know that uh, if somebody else can use it, they're going to get it for free. Mm-hmm. Now, there is one exception to that, though. Um, sometimes we are given things that are higher-end luxury items. Everything that's an essential is given away free. Okay. But higher-end luxury items, we do set those things aside. And just in the last, um, I'd say the last year, we've been trying to either put those on Facebook Marketplace or um, some other way actually sell those. We might actually have a garage sale at some point. And again, the money that we would get from that would go towards programs. Now we have some people who say, well, this is a free store. Why are they selling that? (laughs) And I can understand that conception. Yeah, but but it's a free store by your volition here. You can say, we're going to give this to you. We're going to give that to you. We're going to give this other thing to you. But here is something that is of more value to us in terms of converting it to cash. So we can then do more of the things that we need to do for free. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a better use of the items. And I think that the people who are donating them would appreciate that, that we're using them to to the full value. Highest and best use is the term that sometimes comes up. Uh, Sherry Middlemas Brown is a board member of the Copper Country Angel Mission. Are you seeing suddenly more need? Inflation has set in. Price of gasoline has gone through the roof. Groceries. I stand behind some families at the grocery store sometimes with a cart full of groceries and a couple of kids, and I think, man, I don't know how they do it. All of a sudden, these families who are in the lower section of our income scale, they're really being stressed right now. Right, right. Um, I would say, yes, we are seeing more stress in the system. Um, Our 
we kind of lost records over the course of January, but during the pandemic, we, we saw some you know, upticks in need. And, and then we didn't see people for a while, like when the infection was the worst because folks weren't coming out as yeah, much. Everybody was staying home. Right. And as you were staying home, you needed less stuff, I mm -hmm. suppose. Yeah. But now that everybody's active and the kids are out playing and uh, the families are active and the prices are going up, I can only imagine the stress that's being, I mean, I feel stressed. Mm -hmm. I think everybody is feeling a little bit stressed at this point. Yeah, I think so. And last uh, last month, we did have four additional signups for our food pantry. So, you know, that's four additional families that are, are getting our help. Talk about the food pantry. We haven't gotten sure, that yet. Sure. Yeah, we have a, a food pantry that is open on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, the food pantries in Calumet kind of have different days that they're open so that they cover the whole span of the week. And uh, we try to give out um, high-quality foods, and not just uh, beans and rice sort of thing, but, <laughs> but we try to give a very well-balanced nutritional diet out in our, in our offerings. Um, our dream, if I may get back to the building for a moment, we've got property that goes with this building. And our dream is to eventually have a hoop house and garden so that we can augment the food pantry with fresh vegetables. Oh, my. <laughs> Isn't that a great idea? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, where does the food come from? It comes predominantly from the Western UP Food Bank. Um, but we also get donations um, through PATS. Uh, Pats has had a, a, a donation um, box there. Uh, we sometimes get things that are getting close to being out of date from stores and that sort of thing. I would like to kind of expand that a little bit more and maybe get a few more uh, grocery stores to think of us when they have out of date food. But, yeah, and more space, I'm assuming, would also help right. to facilitate that. If you've got the area to store something, if they come in and say, hey, we got a whole pallet of this. Um, that would be great, yeah, uh, yeah. A little and additional space would not be a bad thing. That's right. So. And we even have some of the restaurants. Um, Tony's has been has brought by pasties on occasion that were left over at the end of the day sort of thing. And so, you know, we'll get odds and ends from various places, and we really appreciate all the help. So let's talk about your new digs, which okay. are not going to happen immediately. Right. Where is the building that you've purchased? It's on 5th Street, but it's at the far north end of 5th Street near Pine. And it's um, the old North End Bar building. So some people might recognize that. Uh, the building is in the historic district, and it, it had a few difficulties before the previous owner got his hands on it. And he's uh, Paul Heichel of Heichel Excavating. And he jacked up the foundation and, and did all this work to stabilize the building. Then the pandemic hit. And he started to think twice about his plans for the building and put it up for sale. And you were able to buy it. And Correct. so it, it's in fundamentally good condition as you look to move into it. And my understanding is that some uh, electrical work and plumbing work uh, perhaps have been done at this point? Right, some of the rough plumbing and rough electrical to the first floor. And the first floor had been sheetrocked. Um, it isn't complete insofar as trimming out and having the doors installed and having um, flooring put in, that sort of thing. Um, that is to come um, after we close. But those are things that we could 
you know, do as volunteers, or um, it would be lovely to be able to get a contractor in there, but <laughs> we need more financing to be able to do that. Well, and that comes to the next point. You're going to need money to make this work. Uh, because down the down the road, you will save money by doing this. Exactly. My understanding is that your mortgage payment is going to be less than your current rent payment. Mm -hmm. So there's a savings downstream from this. But right now, there's a financial hurdle that has to be met in terms of finishing this building out, making it ready because it used to be a bar. It's now going to be something completely different than a bar. So some work needs to be done. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, we want to replace the furnace, first of all. Um, and then we figure that, you know, we'll get the bathroom. We have, we're going to have an ADA accessible bathroom. We'll get that installed and we'll get the painting done. And at that point, we feel that we can move in and we'll just work away at the other stuff, trimming it out and doing that sort of thing as we go. Um, unless we get enough financing that we can afford to get a contractor in there and just say, make it ready for us to move in. And that would be our phase one of remodeling. Um, phase two will be to uh, replace roof and siding. And these will have to meet the historic district's requirements. Sure. And then phase three will be to work on the second floor. And the second floor right now has been sub subdivided into what they had intended to have as two apartments. We, of course, don't want to be letting apartments out um, as part of our activities, but we would very much like to have a very small space for people to stay maybe one or two nights um, in an emergency after they've lost their house to fire or something like that, and then also to have some workspace and some office space upstairs. Now, do you have a dollar figure in mind as to what this, what, as to what perhaps you need immediately and then what you will need long term? Immediately, we probably need close to $50,000 if we have a contractor come in. Um, of course, if we do it all ourselves, it'll be cheaper, but it'll take a lot longer. <laughs> well, and, and it's awkward doing it that way. If you can do, I grew up in the building business. If you can do it all in one fell swoop, it's very, very efficient. And you get it done, and then you don't have to worry about it. That's right. If you're doing it a step at a time, a step at a time, you're always moving stuff, having to cover stuff up, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, you're right. The contractor would be the ideal situation, but we'll have to see, I guess. Yes, yes, we will. And we do want to have an ADA accessible building as well. So that's, that's another thing that we want to do is to put a ramp in. Um, in the past, we haven't been able to, to uh, have people come into the building because we had a step up. You know, most of the, the buildings along Fifth Street there, they either have a very steep rise to the entrance or a step up. And that excludes a significant portion of our population. Yeah, they are way pre-ADA. Yes. And... And particularly, I suppose, the, the uh, community that you serve through the Angel Mission, because a lot of people who need your services are people who have physical issues. Yes, that's true. So being able to make this ADA compliant and accessible to everybody would certainly be a, certainly be a wonderful thing. So how can people help with this? Well, we do have a GoFundMe site. Uh, that they can go to. And I think that if they just go to GoFundMe and search Copper Country Angel Mission, we should pop up for them. We also have a website, ccangelmission.org, and you can give on the website as well. 
or stop by with a check in hand or, um, or mail it to us at 119 5th Street, Calumet. We'll put information about this up on our uh, QAnRReport.com community calendar page. And Thank we'll you. put a link to that GoFundMe site and to your website as well. So if folks are a little confused about finding it, just go to our, our community calendar page. Scroll down to the bottom where we have the general announcements, and you'll see the links there. And you can help out the Copper Country Angel Mission with this really, really valuable thing that's going on. Can I say that I like the fact you're going to be on the north end? Because the north end of Calumet has been kind of a sore spot for a while. It needs some traffic. It needs some people up there. And this is going to open some things up, I think, for that whole north side of 5th Street. I hope so. I, I truly do. And since we will be in charge of our own building, we can keep it up the way we want and you know keep it looking like a, a nice building that invite people to the north end. Some of the programs that you talked about, the assistance for gasoline, uh, heating, things of that nature, if somebody is in need of that assistance, how do they go about asking for it? They can contact us in days that we're not open through the website. And um, otherwise, they can come into the store itself and talk to the managers and ask for help. Very good. Uh, Sherry Middle, Miss Brown, thank you for the work that you're doing through the Copper Country Angel Mission and to all of the people on the board of directors and the wonderful volunteers who make that mission work. And best wishes as you take this exciting step forward. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for your interest and your help towards this, this we goal. We are always ready to help you guys. You do great, great work. Copper Country Today, back in a moment. <laughs> 